All right, peace, my bro. Peace, peace, peace. All right, I know a little bit of French, so ça va? Très bien, et toi? Bien, bien, bien. All right, so how you been? Pretty good, bro, just busy. You know what it is, the, the grind, and that's yes. all. Yes, constant grind, constant grind. So tell me where you're from. Uh, originally, well, I'm from Ottawa, Canada, um, capital, the national capital of uh, the country. Um, yeah, my parents are from Haiti, but I haven't been here my whole life, basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so you've been there your whole life. So your, your whole upbringing is, is strictly Canada. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Okay. What was life like growing up for you as a, a small kid, adolescent? Uh, man. I can't, I can't say it was too complicated, man. It was basically, I, I, I lived pretty much the suburban life. So, okay. um, and growing up, my, my parents, uh, Haitian parents are pretty strict. So um, that's where the arts came in. So that's where all the beat making started since I, I wasn't really, most of my friends were stepping out, going out. I wasn't even, I wasn't even going there, you know, none of those parties none of that were, or I would have to sneak out, right? So it wasn't really worth it. So, um, I figured, yeah, man, started getting hobbies, fell into Fruity Loops. And yeah, man, got into the, the beat making thing. And other than that, just regular stuff, man, just going to school. Um, after school, I had like martial arts, stuff like that, activities or whatever to keep me busy. But, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you got into martial arts. How old were you when that started? Oh, man, like uh, I started martial arts maybe earlier than teens, maybe eight, nine, ten, up, up until maybe 12, 13, 14 ish. Yeah. Okay, okay. So for you, for you, it was just martial arts. Was there any other sports that you were active in? Yeah, a bit of, a bit of soccer, even though I was trash. I did a bit of soccer, uh, non-competitive, um, non just like house league stuff. Okay. So, so getting into music, what was the first thing that in, piqued your interest into music? Well, to be honest, well, when I was like maybe five or six, my mom put us in piano lessons. Um, even before that, like it was just like I have just like vivid memories of um, when I was maybe three or four, two, three, four, and my dad would just play records. And I was just fascinated by like the spinning disc and like, the 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 sounds and used to show me the covers and like I used to look at the liner notes from a young age and like see like who produced like the the musicians all that so that that's that was one of the things and then um like I, I was always a kid with a big imagination too so like ever since I could remember I always had a melody in my head right okay or I would hear something on the radio and I would think to myself, like, how did they create that? Like, what is that, you know? Yeah. Were your parents musically inclined? Uh, I can't say really. I know my mom took some piano lessons for a bit, but she wasn't really that deep into the music. They were big fans of music, though. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So what, what type of music was played around the house for you? Oh, man, like, we grew up... Uh, Man, like we have Haitian music, we had um, like Haitian roots music, folklore music, 
Um, Haitians are big on French music, so we had all the Charles Aznavour, all of those uh, big, like La Chansonnette Française is what they call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was big not going to be able to pronounce. <laughs> but um, yeah, French music, I grew up around, and then you had my sister and my brother who, who were like big into the 80s phase, so they were listening to like all these Duran, Duran, yeah. like a bunch of stuff like, like very varied like I, I got introduced to to many musical genres way before i got into like hip-hop really because because um during that time those music those uh types genre, genres of music were at the forefront and like hip-hop was kind of in the background it was there but like i wasn't that deep into it yeah, right? it was slowly peaking peaking your yeah interest. it wasn't full-blown at the at, at that point So was your was your sister and brother? Did they play any instruments too, or were they was it just a musical house? Not really, man. We it's it's a, it's definitely an artistic house. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm the I'm the music guy. My sister is visual arts. Uh, my brother as well is visual arts, like extremely talented. Uh, That's dope, man. So I, I'm sure those conversations are the vibration and energy when you guys are having conversations are, are pretty crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you ever get inspired by what they do? Or do Absolutely. Know each other. Yeah, man. The, the energy is like we bounce off of each other. Like my brother does. Um, my brother is, is a very strong uh, visual artist. My sister as well, but my brother like portraits and like accuracy and duplicating and like um abstract is okay. just like. So he's a he's a painter, or what is what is it he do? Painter, and he also. Um, he also sews too. He 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 went to school for um, fashion design, all that too. Okay. So he he does all that as well too. Um. Yeah, he's very good with like um, paintings, sculptures. Um. There was at one point he was doing these figurines, like sewing them clothes and everything like that. Yeah. Okay. Now, at the point where you get into where you say you want to start crafting your own lane, music beats or production. What was the inspiration behind it? What producers were inspiring you? Um, well, first, before all that, I, I went through a little uh, MC phase too. Okay. Right? Okay, so, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So, like, uh, I grew up listening to, like, a bunch of bunch of people, man, like, from the uh, Busta Rhymes to, like, Man, who like so many people, man, so many like MCs that that like um, inspired me, the Wu Tang's Ghostface, all those those cats and whatever. And I said, you know what? Like, let me get into it. Let me get into it. Even though like I had this little Haitian accent, whatever, you know, I'm just doing my thing, rhyming, rhyming. Then eventually comes the time to like having beats and like back in the days it was there was the, the the phase where everybody was just rhyming on instrumentals they wanted to do their demo on instrumentals or whatever you know I was like nah man like I need to get some beats of my own so I started looking for cats to buy beats off of and people were asking me like 200 300 dollars and I was like Yo, I'm not paying that shit you know like let me learn how to do it myself so I always told myself that if I were to make beats, I would start by sampling uh, classical music or whatever. So I went into my dad's library and Tchaikovsky and whatever, and I started looping stuff, added drums to it, 
whatever. Kept ramming for a bit, whatever. But then eventually I was like, yo, you know what, man? Like, forget the ramming stuff, bro. I just want to get deeper into the beats, you know? And, and yeah, that's where it came in. You yourself, uh, when I listen to the beats that you have, you have a very specific style. Uh, do you do you have an explanation of where that comes from? Not at all, actually. To be honest, um, it's just because I go through periods. Like right now, I'm in a certain vibe, right? Like I've been stuck in a certain sphere, I could say, for the past maybe four or five years. It's not the same like sound, like it evolves a bit, but I've been in the same zone, like kind of like that boom bop, whatever. But before I've been through phases where I had like, I used 808s and like I made beats with like more of a Southern influence or whatever. But um, it, I guess it all depends, man. Like it all depends on how I feel. Like I could do something like that. And then one day I just feel completely left or right. And I just do something completely different, you know? The MC phase that you uh, had, how long did that last? Oh man, that went on from like maybe. Well, I've been I've been like writing poetry and all that since like grade two, but I could say I started like trying to like rhyme seriously maybe grade seven, grade eight, up until what maybe end of high school, maybe from like I could say. 11 12 until like maybe 18 19 okay 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 so do you still write your poetry i still write i still write some bars sometimes too just for the fun of it or whatever if we're if we're chilling whatever getting a little twisted we do a freestyle session cool man why not you know yeah yeah what's the hip-hop scene like where you are is it is it is it a big scene now it's basically now just coming into like I guess because now all the kids want to do hip-hop now right you know so or whatever diluted version of whatever you know <laughs> but I mean you know what it is you know it's it's still it's still whatever it's still whatever we still we're still talking hip-hop right yeah. um yeah man there's starting to be a scene it's not really that big of a scene so that's why you'll find most Ottawa artists um, leave. Yeah, they leave to to become something because out here there's not really that big of a support. Well, now there is with people just starting to like build the movement. You know, like I have my boy who recently opened the studio, and it's kind of like a place where youth can go hang out and record or whatever, and then just lounge, be able to network and connect with people. But other than that, not really, man. So there weren't really like, because I know we experienced this here. I don't know how it is. Um, I would guess it's like that in, in certain markets that aren't the biggest markets, but in Chicago, the radio stations, they may play what's on the radio, but they don't really venture out into the streets and, and play like the, the up and coming artists or the local artists. They don't really do a lot of the underground or independent grind or, or exactly. really here. So it's the same thing there, right? Yeah, man. And I think part of that, where they say the radio is going to die off, I think a part of that is because there wasn't a lot of appreciation and, and people who stuck to, I guess, the streets or the underground or the independent grind, like they didn't really go go seek the music or, or, or promote it they, the way they would the major artists. So in not doing so, 
technology made it a lot easier for these guys to say, I can just put my music out through this, you know, and I'll still hustle it. I'll still hustle out the back of the trunk, but I'll use these apps. You know what I mean? I'll use these apps and I'll still get my point across and I'll still make my money and I'll still get my music out there. And then it gets to the point where, to me, there was a resentment at that point because the radio didn't play you. So now because they didn't play your music and you can go to SoundCloud and you can get your money uh, out there to the people, you can get your sound out there to the people and you can still get paid. You didn't need the radio. So a lot of guys just started saying, well, hell, I'll take the, the uh, what's my brother from, from, uh, from Kansas? Uh, the tech now, I'll take the tech nine route. I'll mm-hmm. take the uh, UGK route. You know, I'll take those routes because I've become more successful instead of uh, having to sit there and deal with a record label or not just a record label, but just deal with the radio in general when I can yeah. just get it to the people, you know? Yeah, just, just deal with the having to deal with a machine instead of having to deal with like real people, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one of the things why I still do love doing music is because uh, when you're able to connect to people and they hear it and they understand what you're doing or they just like how you do it, it's, it's that genuine connection. It's not a bunch of people that just all of a sudden hopped on my wave because they now all of a sudden I have a name and I'm, I'm multi-platinum or I'm a multi-gold selling artist uh, over the past few years. But it's that genuine connection of being able to reach out and be have that personal interaction with the fans. Um, and I think that's why the radio slowly... Uh, was it dissipated or, or just, just been diluted and, and just kind of just went away to a certain degree? Because it's still, I guess it's still going away, right? Yeah. Not a lot of people tuning in to that, to, that, uh, to that shit. And a lot of those guys have program directors anyway, right? They're not really DJing or, or playing the music that they would want to play. It's exactly. a radio program, you know, so I'm not going to get into that too heavy, but um, yeah. 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 So... Your resume, talk to me about it. Who have you produced for? Oh man, it's not that big of a resume to be honest. Not? But um, I've, I've worked with um, with several people, like um, a few names, like uh, I don't know if you heard of maybe Riz Self Made. He was um, he was pretty big at one point. He was uh, working with Shamani XL and like uh, Fifty and all those camps or whatever. Okay. Um, I think his his version he he had made this song called Red Light Green Light. Um, that was the version that inspired Fifty to do his version. I don't know if you remember he came out with the Red Light Green Light thing or whatever. But anyways, Riz, uh, I work with uh, Sly Boogie from the West Coast. Uh, he was signed to J Records at one point. Um, uh, Bishop Lamont as well. Yeah. It's pretty much it in terms of like actual placements. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, there's some stuff that never materialized too, but I'm not even gonna get into it. But. Yeah, hey, you don't have to speak on nothing. You don't wanna uh, get going depth <laughs> about my brother. Yeah. So for you, <clears throat> I've talked to you several times. We've communicated. Um, you like to cook. Yes. All right. So tell me about that. Oh, man, that's a passion that came, um, like, I mean, I've always been around them cooking because, like, I mean, Caribbean, like, we, we, we've been on that for, like, ever since we were young. But, like, the real passion um, really came in, like, my, I think it's mid-20s, maybe. Um, 
still I was still doing the beat thing and everything. But then um, I used to go to this one cousin all the time. Like I used to I always been a foodie, always loved to eat. Right. I knew some of the inner workings of whatever, some recipes or whatever, but it, it wasn't like that deep, you know. Um, so I used to keep going to my cousin's house and we would chill, whatever, have some drinks or whatever. And every time it came to, uh, every time we, we, we would ask like, well, well, what are we going to eat? And then my first go-to was always like, yo, let me just order something. I'm like, order something, order something. But he would be like, yo, let's make something from scratch. And I'd be like, nah, man, just order, just order, order. Then eventually one day, um, I think it was time to order, but something came up and we didn't get to order. So we actually made our own um, food or whatever. We made chicken and rice. And then we're, I was like, yo, wait a minute. Like, I'm kind of enjoying the vibe, but this is just like making beats or creating music, right? It's just fusing elements together and then like creating a dope dish or a dope, like whatever. It's like a record, basically. It's, so, that feeling, it's that feeling of creating, right? And, and exactly. able to produce something and putting it together, huh? Exactly. So eventually it started out with one spice. Then we went out and like I kept buying different spices, different spices. Um, and I, I ended up coming up with this one uh, recipe that maybe I plan to put out one day. It's, uh, it's called like the world chicken. It has like at least 15 or 16 spices. seasonings. Really? Yeah. Um, and it like um, embodies spices from the Caribbean to spices from Asia to spices from like the Middle East. And um, so I don't India. know your whole process when you're doing it, but when you're creating a spice like that with 15 di different spices, is it less or more of each one to make it kind of bring out the flavor? Yeah, to begin at first, it was just throw whatever together or whatever. And then eventually you get kind of like an idea of like how much to use, right? Um, so it's just basically like a, a dash of each. Okay, okay. Did you learn that from TV, school? First, I mean, first, first off, I, would just, I was just winging it and uh, watching a lot of these uh, cooking shows or whatever, the Food Network. Okay. Um, eventually I decided to, to just take a leap and just go to culinary school for like, I just went for a year, just did the basic program, just like sharpen the blade a bit. And I ended up learning so many things, man, that took my cooking up to, to a, a, a different. Okay. So at this point, I think I've seen you post about a business. Do you want to talk about that? You there? Things and there's techniques. And yeah. Did you hear what I said? No. Oh, okay. Because it, it froze up for a second. So I probably missed like the last 20 seconds of you speaking. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what I was saying, but I was, um, yeah, the schooling definitely taught me a lot, man. There's, um, uh, Definitely techniques and ways to do things. Okay. And then it freezes up again. Yeah. So basically, yeah, there's techniques and um, from uh, 
like from from learning the techniques now if i see um an apple oranges chicken or something i can make something out of it like now i know what application i'm gonna use for this item what i'm gonna do for that you know it, it just gives you like it's like speaking a language right if, if you don't know the language you could use words here and there but if you know the language you know like uh, for example, you're going to go into, I'm going to go into the past tense and do this and I'm going to do that. Like you could get more creative with it and like basically just have a, a larger vocabulary. I guess. So it seems like you found uh, a niche over the past few years of something that you also love to do when you're creating. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Has that led to uh, a business venture through it? Uh, some, some stuff I have, uh, like I, I did for a while, I did, um, I made patties for, um, a few Haitian restaurants. Like I would just sell my stuff in their restaurant, like at the beginning. Um, but then eventually, like, I mean, like you, your product grows and like the quality grows. So prices go up. So not a lot of people are willing to just purchase to put in their store like that. Well, yeah. in, in, in certain, a certain community. A, part, a certain part of the community. Um, some people, they have no issues. They're, they're ready to purchase. But um, for now, no, I'm actually working on maybe um, getting it like out there and like maybe supermarkets and stuff like that. Okay. And maybe try to get it out to like all of North America. Okay. But um, that's work. That's still in the works, but that that's that's the goal eventually, and maybe have maybe a shop or two, where people could just go and get it. But for the moment, for the time being, I'm just doing it, um, just out of the kitchen, just selling. We are getting mad orders. Uh, that's why I have the head on my head right now. I was baking today, yeah. still baking right now. Um, weddings, funerals, uh, parties, do all of those right now. So it's kind of like a mini catering thing for now. Say the name of the business, to, uh, plug it, plug it, plug your yeah, business. It's, it's, uh, it's called Fete Paris, man. Uh, it's, it's spelled with a P-H, but um, really it's spelled with an F, right? Basically what that stands for, Fete would mean like, uh, I guess in English you could translate it to like leafy or flaky, but like the more accurate, translation would be leaves so feuille like in french a leaf is a feuille right okay so like a sheet of paper or like a, a leaf because when you look at puff pastry it's like little leaves right yeah um, on top of the other so that's why i decided to call it feuille because like and that's like one of the most sought after patties like if if people are looking for patties they're looking for feuille patties not the just regular dough, because we do have another patty with like, um, we call it pat brisé. It's more of a, it's, it's a tougher dough. Okay. Yeah. But um, when you say tougher, is it just, is it thicker or the texture yeah, of thicker, it? The texture is more, um, it's more mealy than anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but for, like. For the most part, you do like the, uh, the, the more leafy, leafy. Yeah, I do the flaky. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and, and you constantly, you're constantly getting orders in still through everything that's going on right now. Yeah, still. Cause like, even now, like, well, it depends during like uh, when it was a little more hardcore, like I think we spoke, when's when, 
we had did a Zoom call during like when it was really the lockdown there. I can't remember. I think, man, you spoke back in um, May or June, March. right? It was May or April, June. April, May or June, something like that. I think, I think it was May, bro, because um, that's when I had the idea to, to introduce to you, uh, the, I think, the house that Black Jesus built. Mm -hmm. And then you was like, well, I got, a lot, I got a lot of these orders going on. And I said, well, when you get the chance, we'll, we'll work on that. And, and we'll put that on the back burner. Now I said business first, you know what I mean? Whatever brings that income in, we'll worry about that first because I was working and doing other things, but I was inspired by uh, The Last Dance. So that's where the title came in. And I was, you know, and I, I started running a whole idea past you. And he was like, hey, yo, that's crazy. We should work on that. And I was like, cool, but just take care of what you got going on first. Yeah, man. And still, still working on it, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, no, that's definitely something that's that's gonna it's gonna come to light for sure. You know, it's already in the progress. You know, so we already manif we already affirmed it. So now we're making it manifest. You know? That's all. That's it. That's all. So tell me, um, in the process of you doing the patties, uh, do you think that you would ever get into doing like any work with the kids and showing them how to cook? Yeah, man, that's one thing that I've always wanted to do to like maybe teach or like. Uh, do activities like that like cooking activities or get them into like some discipline so that they don't go out there and like lose like valuable like i mean how could i say that like i mean like lo lose lose their life out there in these streets you know like uh, like any way i can mentor or like help somebody be better i think that's i think that like in my later well the latest years of my life it's like a lesson that that somehow like you you end up you end up figuring it out man like you end up seeing what the world is about and like trying to think how can i help how can i be a servant in a way you know? yes sir yes sir so absolutely growing up with haitian parents uh i know my mom my father wasn't around but i know my mother had certain restrictions that and rules and guidelines how strict were your parents did you get whoopings yeah, but the thing is, like, there was so much fear already that, like, I walked straight to not catch those whoopings. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I got more whoopings outside of my house than inside my house. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I was I was acting the fool maybe out there, but, like, at home, not, not as much. Yeah, still, but not as much. And the thing is... I was getting whoopings every other day, bro. <laughs> I was getting whoopings every other day, man. Part of it, I'll say, maybe 50% was my fault. But the other 50%, I think people were just upset and had nothing else to do. And they were just whooping. Yeah, that's one thing, too. My my sister and my brother, they really caught it. You know what I mean? I I, I was the, the last. So I got, like, I got the little bit of the sugar-coated treatment. Yeah. But them, yeah, they, they got, they got, they got it's like the real world like, yeah, like I, told that. I, I told her because you were the last one uh, mom was more relaxed with you like she she let you get away with a lot of stuff because she had to deal with with my crazy shenanigans for the most part you know what I mean exactly. but by, by the time it got to her my mom was like look as long as you're not doing what he doing like I can I can do a little bit more putting up with it you know so um, exactly 
got like my, away with a lot of stuff. So, yeah, my sister was telling me there was this one. Um, it's this thing they used to. It's made out of leather. They used to beat kids in Haiti, and my parents had one like sent over or whatever. What? Yeah, so she ended up hiding it, and like till this day, they 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 never found it. <laughs> Dude, I, I'll say this. My mom whooped us and many other people around at that time whooped us with whatever they found. If it was yeah. an extension cord, you got whooped with the extension cord. If it was a hanger, you got whooped with a hanger. Whatever works. Yes. I remember one time I got whooped with a dish rag. She was washing <laughs> dishes. I was acting a fool, you know, and I was even more upset because I couldn't go outside. So because I wasn't allowed to go outside, you know, and it, it was a nice day outside and I'm in there stomping through there and she's like, you keep on stomping, I'm gonna give you something to stomp about. You know, I'm in there boom, 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 you know, making all this noise for nothing, you know, just, just cause I'm upset. And I walked past her to go to the kitchen to get like some juice or some water or something. And then I just felt that sting. And then it was after that, it was like more and more and more. And I was like, oh shit, man, she whipped me with a, a wet dish rag, man. Yeah, bro. And they hit you. Sometimes they'll let you slide and you think everything is cool. Yeah, man. Bro. And don't don't let them don't let them cook like the your favorite dish too. You're thinking everything. They'll throw you off psychologically. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know she didn't she didn't hit me with the favorite dish. She didn't do that, but what she would do was wait till I was doing my favorite activity. Or right before I went to bed, you know, so if I was coming from the basketball court, she would come to the basketball court and whoop me all the way home. You know what I mean? So people. Yeah. Yeah. Wild parents, man. Wild parents. You know, I I, I sometimes wonder. Did we get whooped like that because they were wild or is that just because of how they were taught how to be, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's just the passing on of of. It's generational things, bro. Like, there's a lot of, like, we're kind of, like, at an intersection of everything, bro. Because we're, like, changing so much of the stuff up. It's, it's a different time or everything. But, like, had we been brought up the same way they were brought up, I think we'd probably be doing the same shit, to be honest. You know? Yeah. Um, as I got older, um, the realization came to me that because there, was, there wasn't a lot of talking, a lot of misunderstanding between us that you know certain things you really didn't need to uh, be so I guess brutal about uh, discipline when it comes to like my nephew and, and some of these young girls that consider me their 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 uncle that are my nieces they, they consider me their uncle um, when it comes to disciplining them or my nephew it's never much but words man there have been yeah. a couple times where I've been tested and I had to rise to the occasion to let them know like yo I ain't no punk, you know, and you're not going to push me. You're not going to have the last say so ever. But um, it's never been a situation where I had to physically be so harmful that it led to what my mom and, and, and other people that her friends or whatever would do, because I seen certain situations that were worse than what I would get. You know, like I've been, I've had situations that were like uh, crazy physical, but uh, I've seen stuff worse than, than I got that people, you know, had to deal with, you know, so, um, 
I just I think some of it, you know, may have been good, but I think a lot of it, if it would just been a, the proper conversation between an adult and a child, and I think sure. often, I think often parents don't realize that they are talking to children. They forget that part. What they want is for a child to be on the same level as them when it comes yeah. to understanding, and that's not gonna happen. It's a child. Absolutely. It's a child. So when I would talk to my uncle, I mean, not my uncle, when I would talk to my nephew and other other young men or young women, it's easier for me to 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 say, okay, I, I can't talk to you up here because you don't have this. So let me step down and bring it to them and find out what it is that's going on before we start talking about punishment or talking aggressive to them or saying things that are out of control. Because for me, as a young man growing up, I also learned that the more you uh, yelled at me and you spoke to me in an a, a ill-mannered way, I became, uh, what's it called? I, I, stopped, I stopped being receptive, you know, and I started being more disobedient because- Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that, I can definitely say that was part of the reasons why, you know, I, I, I incurred so many whoopings or punishments because of me wanting to lash out because people weren't talking to me, they were yelling or they, they thought that being aggressive and abusive or physical would, would change the situation. And it didn't, and it didn't. I, I find it's just a, like if, if you use a certain tone or a certain look, because I know for me, like when my dad put this, this, these eyes my dad would put on, that I knew that like, okay, he's not playing around. Like, I'm just going to chill, for, you know, yeah. or the way my brother does it with his kids is like, he'll make them do like physical, like exercise, bro. Like he'll have them do like a suicide course where they just run like, forever all that at the same time they're repeating like in french i'm not gonna do this again like i'm not gonna do this again not, and like jumping over it. like eventually like the kid's gonna get tired and he's gonna learn his lesson right without you having to inflict like you know yeah big time punishment on them you know you you avoid it by using different methods to make sure that they get the get the actual exactly to, uh, present to them definitely um, I, 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 that's something that I would do if I probably had kids, you know, I mean, it would be anything, well, it wouldn't be anything enough to avoid physically, to avoid physical harm to a child. Uh, yeah, man. There's those weeks. Stuff I've seen, some of the stuff that I've seen growing up was like, yo, that's crazy. I've seen people pick up their kid and slam them into the ground. I'm not talking about like, like a little small, like, push. I'm talking about like, WWE, you know, last yeah. ride, you know, power bomb people into the pavement, and it's like, yo, that child is gonna be wild, or be yeah, you're, you're creating a monster, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they say something in certain situations, and you know, I guess it did work for certain people, you know. Like, I mean, the, I can't be mad at the toughness because, for me, I, I know it kept me straight. All right, so when you left off, you were saying that you know that it kept you straight. Yeah, man, because the fear, bro, like the fear, like, you know, like you, you think, yo, that was just the spanking. That was just this. But next time it's going to be that, like yeah. or it might be that or, yeah. you know, so it, it kept me in line, bro. Like I didn't I didn't want to go through all that, man. And like it was just not the 
I was not raised like some of these other kids, I guess, had their own freedom, but like me now, man, like my dad was there, my mom was there. So it's like, I was pretty pinned to like, I, I was more about just going home after school. Yeah, I tried to do my little things here and there, but like most of the times it was just a no, man, you know? So after growing up in uh, Canada for so long, did you ever travel outside of Canada at any point? Now we're frozen again. I froze. Yeah, so we having technical difficulties. Good old, I don't know if it's Comcast or Zoom, but we're going we gonna to keep working through it, you know. So uh, too much, uh, too much good energy, you know. Too yeah, much good man. energy, and you know that's what, that's what I'm about. I'm all about the good energy, you know. You still there? So I guess it switched back to. Uh, it tried to switch back to my internet, and I don't know what's going on with it, but I'm trying to stay on on theirs because it works a lot better, you know. Uh, actual uh the xfinity line instead of mine i mean i pay all that money for you know every month i don't know why it gives me such a hard time but yeah man, it's simple man you pay the cash for the service it should be delivered properly you know every it's day simple. every, every day. day man there shouldn't be like excuses should not be part of your vocabulary huh? not at all not not what i'm paying no. exactly <laughs> It's, that's too much. I'm, I'm dead serious. Everyone, yeah. that's too much. No, that's ridiculous, bro. Because, like, you're looking at in Canadian, that's about, like, 150 to 175, man, that you're paying for internet, bro. Internet. For internet. Like, we ain't talking about um, life insurance or nothing. I'm talking about just basic, just a uh, good enough signal and... and I don't know, like I'm paying all that money and I would expect something better, but such is life. You still there? Yeah, man. Okay. All right, just making sure. Still here. Yeah, so it'll it'll go it'll go in and out. Well, I'm hoping that it'll stop because I put myself back on their signal. So hopefully uh it'll it'll like balance itself out. So outside of uh food, are there any new projects you're working on? Uh, in terms of like what, where outside of musically, musically? Uh, I'm working on some stuff with my cousin. Um, he's also one of the cats, like he, especially the, the, the last few beats that I sent you. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has, he had a bit of creative input on that. Um, we go, um, as dojo creatively, like as a production team or whatever, um, but yeah, he's working on his project. We've been working on this project for like maybe 10 years, man. Like really? Yeah. So um working on that. Uh on it. Do you want to talk about it at all? Yeah, sure. Yeah, man. So what's it what's it what's the project about? Um is it's um man, it's hard to to be able to say, but I all I can say is it's gonna be a very interesting um it's an interesting concept. I'm not gonna say too much for now, but um, um, like we we started this in like maybe 2009, 2010, and it was totally a different, like completely different idea back then. Um, 
and then we just kept doing stuff and stuff and stuff here and there, here and there, here and there, here and there. Like I haven't been that active. So I would send stuff here and there, like just the same way I've sent you stuff. And it ended up like accumulating into a, a, a body of work practically to the point where we we're still maybe touching up on some new stuff that we might want to do. And no, it's, 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 it's going to be dope. Like he's a dope MC, whatever. He's one of the cats who inspired me to, to, to be an MC back, to try to be an MC back in the day, you know? Okay. So that project, um, aside from that, man, aside from you and him, man, to be honest, bro, I'm not really doing much. I may have sent a few beat submissions to a few people like in the past few months. Okay. Like, I'm, like, really... Okay, there's this other kid. I, I think maybe you saw Chavis Chandler. Um, sometimes sometimes I, I repost some of his stuff. I work with him on on some stuff um, here and there. I send him beats here and there. Um, but I, aside from that, bro, it's basically you, uh, my cousin, and... Maybe I have another cousin who does music too, but it's not really, I'm not really like super working with him. I sent him a few beats here and there, but like, yeah, pretty much you and, um, and then my, my, uh, my other cousin, basically my other two cousins. That's it. Yeah. For me, I don't know. Uh, I don't necessarily go off of turnaround unless I'm told about it, but I can work rather quickly for some. Some people say I can work very fast or some people say I work too slow for them. And I tell them all the time, it just depends on the type of time that I have between doing, uh, you know, just regular life stuff and then trying to get to music. But then on top of that, you know, just being in the right mindset when it comes to writing, because for me, sometimes writing comes with being able to turn off uh, my mind for certain things, you know, like mm -hmm. if, I'm in a, if I'm in a work mode where I've, I've been doing uh, my daily job every day, it's a little bit different for me to go home and then just start writing immediately. Unless I've been hearing your beat in my head all day and you will know because I'll, I'll send you something. I'll say, Hey, I think I'm gonna write to this later on. You know, like I'll let you know, like, and for me, that's kind of like the city. I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it's on his mind. He's about to start creating, which is very easy for me. You have a style for me that's easier to write to at times more than it is a, a lot of people. I think uh, between you, 606, and Agent Smith, is, I think it's just that, that feel and that element of, I guess, the, the way the, the beats are put together as far as, to me, I feel like a soul or I feel something's talking to me through the, through the music. So I often I go off of that and... When you, I don't know if you're ever paying attention to it, but if you are and you're listening to what, you know, like the, if it's a chorus or a hook or something like that, I'm really just going off what the beat is giving me. But the mm. lyricism and everything could just be based off of the day I'm having or anything that might have been going on. Mm. Yeah, no, so I hear that, man. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, man. Yeah, so it's, I, it's, I'm really appreciative of that because the, the stuff that you guys do and, and the way you put it together is... It's pretty damn, pretty damn awesome, and, I, and I, I love it. I love it, even when I'm not rhyming to it. If it's just like a beat tape or something on SoundCloud, like I, I love hearing it. I love it because it's also inspiration to me too when I'm when I'm listening to that stuff. You know? Yeah.
Yeah, no, like I always, ask you, I always ask you, like, hey, let me know, man. If this is trash, let me know. We can scrap it, you know. Nah, bro, I'm I'm a fan of your stuff, bro. Like, uh, I, I'm a fan of that, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, my, my next question to you would be, uh, who would be the three producers that you would want to work with or watch? Watch? Oh man. Uh, That's a deep one, man. Um, well, first of all, like it might sound cliche, but definitely Dilla. Like, I'd love to sit in a session. I've had the chance, I've had the opportunity to sit and chill with uh, DJ House Shoes. Okay, I heard. I heard of. Him. Yeah, he was he was Dilla's good friend. He has a lot of unreleased Dilla stuff, and like, yo, I, I sat at his house. I was supposed to stay one day. I ended up staying like four or five days because we were going through just like so much of his unreleased stuff. He had some of the floppies and whatever, all that. Uh, but yeah, definitely Dilla. Um, after that, I guess I could say... Before you go any further, it's not cliche to say Dilla because Dilla was dope. Um, and I think everybody who I've asked that question to, they say Dilla. Okay, cool. They say Dilla. Um, then I could say maybe another producer that I really um, find intriguing is, um, my goodness, how can I forget the name? Man? This is a cat I like, I, I like, uh, Knots. Okay. Okay. Knots. Serious. Just the way, like, uh, Cause I can relate to a lot of the stuff he does. Like, um, like I could use a sample. I can use the same sample six times, just like flipping. Like, cause what I do, I chop a lot. I don't loop much. I I do mostly like chops, and I rearrange the 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 sample entirely so that it ends up sounding different. You might catch a few elements, but like for the majority of the part, like you can't recognize it. So him. He does a lot of that too, and he he he'll come back with the same sample flipped a few times, and it's crazy, man. And also, like his bass lines, his drums is just like, I don't know, bro. This is a tough question, man. Like I'm just firing off <laughs> some of my cats. Like, but you only got one more to go. One more. I only got one more, man. So like for, oh man. Who else can I pick for this third one? Now you got me thinking, bro. Like, yeah, and, and a crazy part about it is if you ask a person that in their regular regular day routine, they can name them. Yeah. Put them on the spot, they go, oh, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's like I couldn't be able to tell you. If, if we were just walking and talking, I would have told you. Yeah. I'm okay, I, okay for, the, for the last guy, I say I'm, I might want to say um, – I'm not even sure if I'm going to pick somebody from that realm, too. Um, trying to think, like, maybe some cat, like, um, 
let's take it old school. Let's go with a large professor, bro. Okay. Okay. You know? Classic. Let's go with large professor. Just like I like I, I got to see his creative um process. Like uh well it's just um I don't know what's the name of that? You know the they do a flip session or whatever. I forgot the name. Anyways, it's just uh, they get a few records at the record store and they flip the they flip a beat or whatever. And they had Large Professor on the episode and the way he was putting stuff together, it's just I've never seen somebody put it together like that. So I, it, it was crazy, man. Okay, I saw the YouTube clip of uh, Just Blaze do it, and I think he did a beat in like five minutes, and another one he did in like ten minutes. Yeah, he said he said for him it's just all about. What's what starts clicking, you know, he said sometimes he said the greatest beats can be five to 10 minutes. He said other times it'll take me an hour or exactly. Yeah, he said it just it just depends on the flow of exactly some days it just flows. Yeah, yeah, I, I know there are some days for me where I, I can I can pin verses together a lot faster than others. And, mm. I, and because of that, I can make I may get three songs done or I may get six songs done in a day, you know, and then for the rest of the week, I may only have one a day in me, you know, or, or less. Um, I definitely understand what he was talking about when he said, you know, it depends on how the creativity starts uh, flowing, flowing out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's... Yeah, it, it all depends, bro. It all depends. Yeah, and, and when I like I said, when I ask people that question, man, you'd be surprised. We'd be walking down the street, like, hey, name your top five producers. And they'll run them off. They'll run them off. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <when> <laughs> I do it like this, they'll go, I man, I can't even think of nobody. And it's like, man, you 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 you've been listening to it all, all these years. You should be able to run them off, man. True. But like, you know, like see, like now I'm starting to think about cats like Alchemist. Because sometimes like the way he puts together the samples is just out of control, bro. And like, it'll be like from, he'll pick three different records and make it fit into, into one. It's crazy, bro. So the, just the style you said, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, there are certain producers or beat makers that, that sample and they'll use the sample or certain parts of the sample. But what you do is chop. Yeah. Explain chop, it. Chop into pieces. Like basically <clears throat> like, um, I guess you could say the earliest version of that um, was probably RZA and Primo. The way, like the technique, not in like, we're not talking like, I mean, everybody sounds like themselves or whatever, but like the chopping technique, okay. even Alchemist was on that for, for, for a minute. Now he's back on like using really big loops or big chunks or whatever. But um, yeah, um, this other cat too. He's uh, he's actually from here, but he's from uh, the other side of the river. From because uh, we have two provinces, like two states, basically provinces. So I'm in Ontario. The other side of the bridge, there's Quebec. Okay. And um, yeah, he's from Quebec. He was he's worked with like uh, Mark Hami and uh, Griselda, all those cats too, whatever. Okay. But uh, he does that way too. He chops up samples and like he flips the order completely like some stuff like for example you that um the the the, the beat i sent you this week mm-hmm. or was it 
this weekend or I don't know when I sent it. Anyways, you sent it to me. I think it was like a uh, or a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, and that I was, loop. I was like, oh, he goes some heat right here. That loop is the sample is I'm actually playing the sequence backwards. Oh wow! So it's just like pieces it was a loop a complete loop and i just chopped it up to pieces played it backwards with like some stuff flipped around or whatever so it just sounds like even if you were to try to figure out what it is it could sound like a million songs like a million horn loops or whatever you know like okay um in your music i hear instrumentation like like you're playing is that you sometimes playing playing music? Yeah, sometimes like uh, actually, I've recently I think I've sent you more sample joints. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the 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 what's it called, man? The wool joint there. Um, was it wool winter? World winter. Wool, the wool, winter wool. Is it merino wool? Oh, merino wool. Yeah, merino yeah. wool. Yeah, that song was that's that. that that's was a great all, song. That's all original from top to bottom. Yeah, I could. I, yo, when I when I played that for my little bro, uh, Mr. E, and he heard that, he was like, "Who the hell is that?" I was like, "I'll introduce you to him, but you got to do some work. You got to put in work, bro." When I heard that, I was like, this is insane. I, I knew that was instrumentation. I was like, yo, he's playing all this shit. Because I didn't hear nothing that sounded like a loop. Nothing no. that sounded like it was chopped up. But sometimes I get back to it, which is like, I'm about to get into that creative period right now. Like, I just feel it, you know? Because um, I haven't been, lately I've been making mostly beats. Like, this, I'll switch it up. Sometimes I'll go downstairs. I have a new computer. And I have a key, uh, a MIDI controller over there so I can play keys or whatever type of ideas, whatever. And lately what I've been doing, I have my laptop now, my laptop's upstairs. So sometimes I just, before bed, I just feel like banging some stuff out, you know? Yeah. Um, some, some of the music that you do has like a West Coast feel. Is, is Yeah. Yeah. That's not by accident. Like I'm like such a, I, I grew up on like a lot of West Coast stuff. Like I grew up on a lot of E-40 early E-40, um, early um, the, the Crooked Eyes, the uh, even Snoops and whatever. Yeah, and, uh, on lyricism, by the corrupt, way. corrupt. Corrupt is crazy. Um, like, yeah. yeah some of those earlier beats you sent me years ago. I was like, what the fuck is he thinking about when he's doing this shit, man? Yeah, bro. I was like, God damn, is he like every one of them? It was like a package you sent me. I was like, oh, this is heat. Some of this I can't even rhyme to. I just want to just drive around and just listen. Yeah, yeah. I salute you for that though, man, because of the way that you you put some of that stuff together is 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 is, is genuine and it's, 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 it shows genius man it just shows that you, you don't necessarily need to use a loop or, or chop to chop up a sample but because of your creativity and, and you know your way around a keyboard and you've been involved with instrumentation part of your life that you know how to put it together without it man I salute people that know how to do that because there's quite a few people out there that know how they, just, they don't never say anything about it but 
it's a dope thing to, to, to hear, you know? Yeah, man, we try to do, like, even if I can't articulate it completely, like, when I went to, I also did a few years, uh, well, one year at, um, I did a recording engineering program, too, at one point, um, which I really didn't, I didn't pay attention to nothing, bro. I just wanted to be in the studio creating or whatever. Like, I didn't really pay attention to anything. Gotcha. But um, I would grab bass guitars just fiddle on it just to do a melody just get it right and then i would grab a guitar i'm not a guitar player but i would play a few notes here and there just to add to my stuff and some of my teachers were like you did that and like some of the other students were like oh bullshit he didn't do that his friend did it for him or whatever but like i would actually put it together and then like sometimes like they'd be like oh that's bullshit you didn't do that so i would just grab the bass show the teacher how i played it Grab the guitar, show the teacher I played, and I would look at him like, "Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> that is that like this is what but, I did." But you know, I'm not like I wouldn't consider myself really an instrumentalist. I know a few chords here and there. I know how to get around a few chords. I know a lot of musicians, so I'll just steal some ideas from them. They'll give me like concepts or ideas or how to do this, that, that, and then like, from there I could just piece it together like a puzzle, you know. But I'm I'm not the type of guy that would stand on the stage and play keys or whatever. Nah, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You know. But um, at one point I was able to or whatever. When I was almost, uh, I almost went to first grade conservatory. Um, but um, yeah. After that, nah, bro. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I was. I'll I'll be listening to some of those beats. I was like, man, I know he playing this because I don't hear nothing. You know, and then as a as a person that writes or goes to a studio, you can tell the difference between who's doing what because you're around it, you're able to see it. So at some point I was like, man, he, those are not samples. Like he is playing all of this stuff. And the thing about the song Moreno War Winter, which I wish could have been um, redone as far as um, the engineering goes. I wish that could have mm-hmm. been there because it didn't come out um, too hot, but that song was just me giving uh, some buddies of mine who were locked up. It was just me giving them a look into life, what it was like when I would be traveling. You know, mm. that was just me sending them back pictures. Like I wasn't bragging about anything. It was just me traveling, telling them my travels, and then I would send the pictures back. I'm like, yo, this is what it looked like out here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because uh, at the time they were locked up and. They told me during a conversation one time, I was like, yo, we live through you guys, you know? So if y'all gonna oh, be out there- so that's like that line, you said that line too. Yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, he said, do it up, my dude. We living through you, you know? Enriched, uh, enriched culture after African conquest, uh, eating sea bass and monkfish, all that. Yeah. So that was me taking pictures of everything we were seeing. And they had, you know, the conversations over the phone would be like, yo, if you, if you out here, you got to live, you got to have fun. Like you got to make the best out of life because we, we would do it. So, because we, we in here, you got to do the best of it out there and, and make sure that you have a good time. It don't matter where you go. I don't care. He, he, they was like, I don't care if you go to a club, like have fun, send me a picture. You know what I mean? Do something fun go to the, if you go to a museum, if you have a new, new spot to eat at, take pictures of that shit, man. I want to know what life is like because I think for, for them, of course, being locked up, it takes so much of your time away. Of course. Uh, right. 
take so much of your time away. And then on top of that, you know, you don't, for them at least, they didn't want time to pass them by so much that they didn't know what the uh, life was like outside. You know, they wanted to know what their kids uh, living was like. They wanted to be able to see what Chicago was turning out to be. They want to see the places where their family grew up and things mm -hmm. like that. So we did our best, me and a group of guys that I was around at the time, we did our best to make sure that they could, they could see some of that stuff. So by the time they did get out, they, they were well aware of what, of what life looks like. Yeah. 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 That, and that song, that song, if the, if the engineering had turned out a lot better, that song, it's still a dope song regardless, but um, that's one of my favorite songs ever, bro. Yeah, man. Now we are going to get at least one, one or two. Um, I'm going to try to build some one or two like big original ones, like for this, the, these next, uh, Cause we're at we're at how many right now? Uh, four or five, I think. Yeah, the the next three, I'm gonna see if I can put some some uh some crazy stuff together, some original stuff together. You know? Are you liking the material that we have so far? Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I'm all into this. I'm all into this. Okay, cool, cool. For me, like I said, I, I catch. For you, I don't know, man. Where you, what mental state you be in, but. You give me a vibe and an energy when I'm when I start when I'm listening to the beats, and it becomes so much easier for me to just write. Yeah, like me, the, I still make beats from the perspective of uh, MC still ish. You know, okay. like when I make a beat, I'm imagining something, or I'm dropping a few bars over it just to like get myself in the zone. You know, like. I'll freestyle while I make beats sometimes, you know, or just try to come up with concepts of like, okay, you know, even though I have no idea what the other person's going to bring, but if that energy can already be there, you know, it can lead you somewhere, you know? Yeah. yeah when I grab it, I'll be like, okay, he going to do that. This is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. I got him. I got him, you know, and I just, I just follow that, you know, it's, I think maybe the last one or two that I sent you was, you know, based on what, what, what it was telling me, you know, and I was just going off of that. That's what's up, man. When you're working with other uh, rappers or MCs, do you often have, does, is it often hard for you to work with them? Yeah, sometimes it's like, uh, to be honest, there's some people I connect with, like you, I connect with, you know what I mean? Like, like I'll, all I really got to do is send you the beat. You know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't, nothing really needs to be discussed other than that. You know, you do what you do. I do what I do. Yeah. Boom. Then it's some other cats. You'll send them some stuff and it's like, you know, like it's not, I don't know. It ain't hitting. No, it ain't hitting. There's, there's clearly some situations where it was just a situation where you sent the beat and whatever they took it or they bought it. And that was that. Like, but there's other situations where you vibe with the people. Like, for example, you, I vibe with you. Um, I vibed with Bishop from the start, you know, Bishop Lamont. Um, Sly Boogie, I vibed with him. I still vibe with him. Um, I haven't sent him much lately either, but like, it's a vibe, you know. Um, who else? My cousin. I vibe with my cousin, you know. Like, there's some stuff that doesn't need... There's some people, like, they just get it right off the bat, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think, from and, and for me, coming from the perspective of 
doing it for so long, you already have ideas in your head, right? That are just running through your head of what you want to do. So by the time you get a beat, you're either pulling from an old idea or you're going off of what the what the what the beat is actually telling you. And after that, man, once I if you hear me, if I tell you oh, this is crazy or this is sexy or whatever it is, or I got something for this, you 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 will be hearing from me very soon, unless it's a situation where I'm 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 working and I got I got other things going on. Absolutely, bro. But I, I, I can, I can bang them out, man. It, it don't take much of nothing, man. Like I said, I'm. It's the inspiration from the beats that I can get, you know, because I could be writing, and that's to be that's the honest God truth. Like I'll be writing, and it'll have nothing to do with the beat. And when I hear the beat, I go, "Oh, this don't even fit. Let me, let me do something totally yeah. different. This ain't gonna. This is not gonna work to that. So let me go ahead and flip this and and and, and do something else." So mm -hmm. by the time I get to it, I'm like, yo, tell me what you think of that because I don't know how you're going to feel about it. But um, a lot of times, like I said, I just go off the beat. Just go off the beat. And if it is something that I'm really, I really want to speak on and, and, and put down on paper, that's the only time I, I, I definitely, I definitely stick to, stick to my guns and, and write over it. Yeah, but don't be surprised if you get something with me crooning on it or, or singing on it too. Yeah, man. That may That's happen. What it is, man. Take it and take it to a different place. Yeah, you, you never know. With me, you never know. You know, I'm an awkward MC anyway. You know. Hey, um, it's like I don't know if you heard of Mark Hami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he does a lot of that melodical stuff too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't really gotten in tune with the with the music, but I'm aware. I'm aware of the. Of yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I connected with him. Maybe what 2016? Um, because at one point he was on Instagram and then um I don't remember what happened. Like I think I got into yeah, I got into his music in like 2015 or 15 or 16. And then um I found his profile on IG and then I had I think I liked one of his things and I guess he saw the patties. He's Haitian too. So he saw the patties and then he hit me up. He's like, yo, let me get a dozen. I'm like, I don't think you know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, no, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm in, he's like, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm in Ottawa, Canada. He's like, oh, yo, I'm all the way in ATL, bro. Like, oh, wow. Like, it's like, nah. And uh, yeah, I like basically kept it. Like I, I can't kept in touch with him a bit, you know. Um, now he's on that. Like I guess he, he's he's doing pretty well for himself too. Like I haven't heard from him in a minute still, but like yeah, man, he's. That's dope that you were still able to make that connection, though. Yeah. So yeah, basically that it was, it was the whole Patty thing, man. But uh, he he's, he does a lot of that melodical stuff too, and singing on stuff too kind of it kind of sometimes gives like a most deaf vibe okay okay most deaf is still dope too yeah i'm only saying still because i know he, he's not doing much and when he left off he was still he was still putting in work so what what top what top three mcs would you like to be in a studio with Say definitely, I'd like to like. Uh, 
Elzai, man. I'd like to see Elzai in the studio still. Okay. Okay. Uh, Elzai. Who else? Uh, Mark, too. I'd like to see how he puts his stuff together, too. This is just different. And, like, I guess Haitian culture, I can relate to some of the stuff he says, too. Maybe Black Thought. Ah, uh, uh, now you're talking about heat. Yeah, man. That's that. That's that murderous intent right there, man. Did he put out his new project yet? Do you, do you know, or is it gonna be a while? Coming, but I don't know if I heard anything. Like I live under a rock, bro. I just find out about it. Somebody leaves me like, "Yo, this dude just jumped." Yeah, you be in the zone though, man. You you really be uh being progressive and, and productive a lot of the time. Yeah, we just like we, I listen to great stuff. I listen to like beats here and there, but like I don't really listen to much. I'm not really listening that much unless it's like maybe I might be digging for stuff or something might catch my ear. But I'm not intentionally like listening to them. Yeah, okay. Okay. But uh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Man. Like, even that was Rhymes, it came out. Like, I want to check it out. It's like, you know, <laughs> sometimes I'm in my zone. Yeah, you, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you, you got you to gotta do what's comfortable and, and, and best for you. Exactly. And sometimes you don't even want to listen to what's popping out there. You're in your creative bag and you just want to just, you know, avoid yeah. all that so that you can come from a different place, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's not that, like, some stuff will influence you, but sometimes when you have your own, you're in your own zone with no distractions, it's some different stuff comes up. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, when I, when I do get into that creative zone, it's it's kind of hard to like get me into thinking about anything else. People are like, "Hey, can you listen to this?" And I'm like, "Man, I, I can't hear that shit." And they think it's me being disrespectful, but I'm, it's really just me saying like, "I'm I'm awake now." You know, the part of me that wants to create is is in a creative space, and no nothing that you tell me about it or send to me or tell me to listen to, I'm not gonna be able to hear it. And people say that I'm being jealous or I'm hating, but it's really not that. It's just the fact that I'm creating. And once I get in that creative space, you know, I'm, I, I, I tune everything else out. Word. Word. Yeah, no, I get you on that, man. It's just sometimes, like, you, you stay in that space, bro. Like, you know, if we're talking fried chicken, let's just stay in the fried chicken bag or don't, yeah. don't you know roasted chicken or like yeah. you're trying let's to like work on this chicken real quick exactly. yeah let's just flip this chicken in and out broil it uh grill it let's do everything we can man yeah yeah let's just focus on the chicken we'll get to that lamb later like we'll exactly. get exactly there you go yeah don't throw that on the grill right now we focusing on chicken different ways we can chop this chicken up you know chicken salad chicken stew like we're gonna yeah, go from all the chicken you know the broth. We don't like that because I didn't even. I wasn't even coming from that, but like, I like how you opened up just the concept of chicken itself. You know, I was stuck in the fried chicken. You brought it to bake, broil. You know, like that. Yeah. I like that. 
that's because I'm I'm kind of in that creative space anyway. So you but know. still in the concept of chicken. Yeah. You know, nothing else. You know? yeah. I like that. Definitely. Well, I'm not gonna hold you too much longer, man. I appreciate you lending lending your time to me. Oh, thank I you, you for it, man. Uh, I know you got to create those patties and you got to make that money. So I'm not yeah. gonna hold you any longer, my good brother. But uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. I'm gonna get on some some uh, creative stuff. I've been my boy hit me up. I had like a, a clinic with my boy on courts. And like, yeah, I, I got some ideas coming, but. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, just be safe out there, man, and continue to be productive, healthy, and successful, my guy. Likewise, brother. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.